Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Support for Alaist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. Welcome to Air Talks TV Talk from LAist 89.3. I'm Larry Mantle. Every Thursday, I'm joined on Air Talk by professional TV critics to review and discuss the newest cable TV, broadcast, and streaming series. With so much content available, we know it's hard to pick something to watch, and we're here to help. All right, let's meet this week's critics. Kristen Baldwin, TV critic for Entertainment Weekly, is with us. Kristen, welcome. Hi. Also gathered around the TV set with me is Roxana Hadadi, TV critic for Vulture. Welcome to you, Roxana. Thank you. Well, let's dig right in. We did hear some Squid Games. Sounded like a Squid Games theme song remix at the top of our segment here. But we're looking at Squid Game, The Challenge on Netflix. Kristen, what did you think? <laughs> you know, I I have to say, I thought the idea of a Squid Game reality show seemed really st- stupid because how would you replicate the life and death stakes in a competition when no one actually dies? <laughs> uh, but Squid Game, the challenge actually serves up palpable suspense and real human drama and it doesn't murder a single contestant. Um, thanks to its eclectic cast and inventive updates to the original, I found it really interesting. The basics are the same, you know, it's 456 contestants competing for $4.56 million. They wear the green and white jumpsuits, they're monitored by those creepy guards in the pink suits and the black masks, and they play things like red light, green light, including Mm. featuring that terrifying robot doll. Uh, So, yeah, and, you know, it's the huge group of contestants. It's a variety of ages, races, nationalities, occupations, and because I guess they can't kill the contestants, producers sort of intensify the psychological pressure on the players by adding quote unquote tests of character and tweaks to the original games that up the suspense and the drama. The contestants are often forced to reach an agreement about something important, which, you know, certainly never fails to create conflict. And honestly, I haven't been more stressed by anything on TV in recent months than watching this poor man named Spencer, number 299, navigate the, the honeycomb cookie challenge. It was a real night nail biter. Um, Susan, yeah, I've seen eight out of the 10 episodes and I'm really intrigued and have no idea who's going to win. So nobody dies. Check. I was wondering <laughs> how they kept the stakes high on that, but it's really incredible. $4.56 million cash prize, but also 456 competitors is incredible. Uh, Roxana, what did you make of Squid Game, the challenge on Netflix? Hi. I also thought that this was like a repellent idea that went against the entire point (laughs) of the show. And I still think that, I think. I mean, I think as a reality program, as a competition series, it is very engaging. Uh, To Kristen's point, poor Spencer. I have a lot of thoughts about Spencer and what he's going (laughs) through. Uh, And 
you know, the trauma that he will carry for the rest of his life. Uh, but I, I, I watched a couple of episodes and I will probably put it on in the background as I prep the Thanksgiving mm. meal. But it is really difficult for me to just, you know, deal with the fact that there was this show about how like evil corporations and rich people are in getting people to compete for lots of money. And then we just did that. <laughs> we were like, this seems like a great idea. Let's just take some notes from this. Um, exactly. Squid Game, The Challenge. It is on Netflix. Episodes one through five actually have premiered today. Episodes six through nine will release on Wednesday. Let's check out Monarch Legacy of Monsters. That's on Apple TV. Roxana, what do you think about that? Big fan of this show. I mean, I know I just said, you know, like adaptations essentially are sometimes bad uh, with the Squid Game conversation, but I really like Monarch. I'm a big fan of the like latest Godzilla films uh, that we have started making in the Monsterverse. And basically the series is a little bit of a bridge between a few of those films. It takes place after the events of 2014's Godzilla, but before some of the other film sequels. So it does demand a little bit of knowledge going in, but Apple is clearly spending money on the visual effects here. The monsters are really impressive to look at. Each episode ends on a really fun sort of cliffhanger. Mm. And we're basically following two time periods. We're following like 2015, after Godzilla has emerged and basically changed what people think about the world and ecology and evolution and all those things. And then we're also following a group in the 1950s who have theories about creatures like Godzilla and are trying to get research funding to learn more. So I think it's just really well done. I think if you're a fan of this franchise and of Godzilla, you'll like it. And I think the series does something very smart, which is that it casts father-son duo Kurt and Wyatt Russell as mm. the same character over this like lengthy decades-long wow. time period. And they're really good. I think they're having a fun time sort of emulating each other. So I think, you know, if you have something you sort of want to catch up on. Uh, which might work for families who are into sci-fi and into creature features. This is a pretty solid choice. That's Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Let's move to a show that my wife and I have been uh, watching for some time now, The Golden Bachelor. That's on ABC and Hulu next day. Uh, follows the nicest guy in the world, it seems, 71-year-old <laughs> Gary Turner. Kristen, what do you think about The Golden Bachelor? Because I got thoughts, too. I mean, I love it. Obviously, I'm a card-carrying member of Bachelor Nation. And uh, <laughs> for the past seven weeks, we've watched Gary Turner narrow down his potential wives to two very different women. There's Leslie, the 64-year-old fitness instructor from Minneapolis, who, by the way, used to date Prince. Prince. So get it, Leslie. And uh, <laughs> Teresa, the 70-year-old financial professional from New Jersey. And I guess what I love the most about The Golden Bachelor is, you know, even though there has been a little bit of drama between the women over the course of the season, mostly it's been a really sweet and supportive environment. And it's a 
really heartwarming to watch. And I am hoping that the this show serves as a reminder to the producers of the Bachelor franchise and other reality TV shows that the audience actually likes to see women support each other, contestants support each other. We can still get invested in a story even if they aren't fighting and backstabbing each other. I mean, this one just seems so emotional, though, especially now that it's down to the two women. Uh, yeah, they're no. they're going on these dates in Costa Rica. He's getting to you know spend the night with them and things like that. And gosh, it makes you feel kind of. I know, for me personally, I feel a little bit bad because these people are really all in on Gary right now. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting about it too is that you realize from watching this that uh, just like the younger men, uh, Gary isn't so great at sort of regulating his emotions he said hey, i no. love you to all three women <laughs> and then had to send one of them home by faith poor thing um but i think Fame. the the positive thing is you know this show has done more than any series probably since the golden girls to remind people that quote-unquote senior citizens are still interested in romance and sex i mean the fantasy suite episode there were so many so much frank talk from gary and the women about right. how your sex life doesn't just have doesn't have to stop just because you hit a certain age and i I think that's been really refreshing for a lot of viewers. This is the promo clip of Gary. He says, yeah, we still like to knock boots. Knock boots. <laughs> that is a throwback term if I ever heard one. That's the Golden Bachelor on ABC and Hulu next day. Let's get one more in. Um, Faraway Downs on Hulu. Roxana, what do you think? Yeah, so Faraway Downs is Baz Luhrmann's uh, sort of new version of his 2008 film Australia which was a little bit of a flop in the U.S. Uh, it starred Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman, and it was doing a lot of different things. It was set during World War II. It was telling a story about Indigenous First Nations children being taken from their families as part of Australian law. It was a romance. It was an epic. It was an adventure. It was a lot. It was nearly three hours long. Uh, and so Baz Luhrmann decided to go back and find more footage and make it longer. So now it's a six-episode series which I think works really well. I think there was so much stuffed into that nearly three-hour movie that it now has a lot more room mm. to breathe. Each episode has new footage, footage that was shot then, but is sort of new to our viewing experience to build out characters, build out themes. Lerman also worked with indigenous artists and musicians on the opening credits, on the theme song, on some of the score that we hear. So I really like it as a way for an artist to sort of re-engage with something they've made, realize that like times have changed. Maybe that project wasn't the best that it could have been. And given an update that feels newer, fresher, and maybe more reflective of what they'd wanted to make in the first place. That's Far so that's Away all. Downs on Hulu. Roxanne, I'm afraid we might have to leave it there. This is Air Talk on a Wednesday. I'm Austin Cross. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you have the best Thanksgiving holiday, that it's very restful, filled with good food and love. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Air Talks TV Talk from LAist 89.3. If you like what you heard, please subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. The LAist Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. 
one lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAist.com sweeps.